It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement vows that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer. Yeah, I like that. I like the beer. Yeah, remember we went to uh, get beers uh, this weekend. We did. We enjoyed uh, watching the games together, some football games, but it was interesting in our Uber ride, so we wanted to, uh, gambling has just become legal in Pennsylvania, sports gambling. Yeah. So we wanted to go experience it live. Like while the deacon ish. was at church. That's right. I had just left church. I was reading about Antonio Brown <laughs> being waved by the Patriots. Oh my gosh. I mean like every time yeah. you thought he had gotten to a place where it couldn't get any worse, it kept getting worse and it still is. I remember we were we were we bet on the games, of which uh, I lost way more uh, than I won. And we went over to, to, you know, eat some chicken wings, drink some ice-cold beers. And the deacon was like... I love wings. What, what was your favorite flavor? Uh, the sweet and chili? What's it with Is it that the hot, the, the, that, that sweet chili? The sweet chili. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them. That's a good one. Uh, I love them. But uh, I remember as we go over, you're like... Uh, the deacon was like, what's wrong with this guy? What's his medical condition? And so today... In a bonus episode, we are going to discuss... Bonus! Ding, 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 ding! Ooh. You were winner, winner, chicken dinner! You know why we want to do a bonus episode? Because Antonio Brown will not be collecting any of his bonus money. And yet we're <laughs> right. going to make a bonus episode about him. I love it. Although he's going to try to sue, and he thinks the NFLPA is going to represent him, the NFL Players Association. So the goal in the end is, we're going to talk through a little bit of... The best and worst things about Antonio Brown, and then try to give him a diagnosis, which I will point out as a physician, I should not be going around trying to diagnose random human beings I don't know. That's right. But let's be honest, he brought this one on himself. And, I mean, we've read enough stuff about him, we kind of know who he is. And let's be honest, uh, this is, don't not take this as medical advice, That's blah, right. blah, 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 blah. But you know what? It's time for a bonus episode. Do you think he's going to sue us? Oh, <laughs> uh, so let, I'm going to jump right in. All right, where right. are you jumping in? I'm going to jump into one of my favorite stories about ridiculous things that Antonio Brown did. Okay. First, before I do that, I want to point out Antonio Brown has been accused of sexual assault. Yes. If Antonio Brown committed sexual assault, he should be. Oppressed to the furthest extent of the law and should be punished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I right mean, today, we are going to... We're not going to talk... Th- listen, that is a bigger subject than this one episode. And, and I, we don't want to make light of it. No. Or um, in any way detract from that because it's a real issue. And, well, um, if he did that, I mean, it is a, a, a very big deal and he should be punished. Absolutely. But some of the other things he did... Or has been accused of doing. Yeah. I'm going to go right to his poor interaction with a physician. Okay. There's this uh, physician. Ooh, does that set you off 
As a physician or just as a person? Um, well, in this case, this physician is, uh, I'm sure he's a great uh, physician, but he's a physician from Pennsylvania in Pittsburgh who was like charging money per hour and being a wellness coach. So that's different what I do. I take people's insurance. I'm not trying to charge anyone cash ever. And so I feel a little bit different about when you're charging someone $500 an hour for your input yeah. And when you're doing regular medicine through insurance. Well, like, you know, there's a Seinfeld episode where uh, the dentist switches from, you know, Catholicism to Judaism purely for the jokes. And somebody asked Jerry and said, you know, do you, are you offended as a comedian or as a Jewish person? And he's like, both. Like, you know, and, and this guy, you know, starts telling the jokes. And he's like, ah, I can make that joke. I'm a Jew. And, and Jerry's like, well, you, you know, you weren't a Jew the other day. Now you're a Jew. You're switching over to. He's like, yeah, I'm converting. I like it. And so, uh, so that remind that that makes me think about like, does this offend you as a as a physician? I don't know that what happened here offends me. Yeah. It just sheds a little light onto what's going on with Antonio Bryant. Okay, the kind of person he is. Yeah, and so, so this is just we're just building a case. All right, go ahead. We're building a case. Antonio Bryant was being examined by this doctor. He's an orthopedic surgeon who does like a wellness type thing, and he was testing his body fat. And Antonio Bryan, who has a, um, a uh, um, you know, a group of people that hang with him and assistants and things like that. Is that also known as a posse? Are we not allowed to call it a posse? Well, I was thinking about entourage. an entourage. Entourage is better than show. posse. I love that show. Okay. Um, it was and- posse back in the day. Yes, both are okay. It depends on how they're utilized as the terms, right? Yeah. But in this case, his buddy is videoing him getting examined, and Antonio Brown is laughing and attempting to aim his farts in this physician's face. Oh. I mean, then he never went and paid the physician, and the physician is now suing he him. He never paid his, the physician? Never paid him afterwards for a lot of things, allegedly. Yeah. But it made me think about... Has a patient ever farted in my face? And the answer is maybe, but they weren't videoing it and laughing. They weren't embarrassed. But your kids have definitely farted in your face. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's very different than is in the doctor-patient relationship. I'll tell you what's harder for me is when I'm in a room examining someone and I pass gas. Do you try to walk around the room? Because normally... I pretend like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just ignore like, it. What do you say? Just like, ignore it. If you had the answer to this, if there's a physician out there listening to me, yeah, yeah, send yeah. me the answer. Let's find it out. Yeah, yeah. What should I do? It, when you, it happens, have you Googled this yet? <laughs> no, I didn't Google it. I did right. the normal thing. I pretend like it didn't happen. I would continue conversation. But I've seen a few times where like it looked like the patient had bitter beer face yeah. from my gas. And I wasn't sure what else to do. I have been around your gas. I would have bitter beer face a lot. I like to, um, I like, I create a pattern that I think it's like a tornado and it gets it up into the air faster. You know, I think one of my biggest issues is trying to figure out which one of these ridiculous Antonio Brown stories is real, is relevant. It's one of those, like, when somebody does something wrong, we want to mention everything. So I think one of my favorites is when... He was in Florida, and he's throwing this party, and um, he has a friend that knows the chef. Chef Steph. Chef Steph. Not uh, Steph Curry. Okay. And not the chef from South Park. Oh. And so basically, he's having this big party. They got, you know, um, 
a steak and shrimp cocktail, and this guy's giving him, hey, uh, this is what I'll do for everyone there, and everyone there was partying, and I think I heard it was a little bit, uh, you know, not appropriate for everyone that was quite at the scene, but uh, one of the next days, someone from uh, Antonio Ron's entourage said, uh, Chef Steph, please don't look Antonio directly in the eye. Oh, so they were there for an extended period of time, this guy was catering, like, for days. For a know. weekend, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I remember, you remember the guy from Creed? I used to hear you weren't supposed to look him directly in the eye. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was that Scott Staff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I feel like he, uh, I kind of feel like he sang religious songs. He did. Yeah, mm. Green was a Christian band. Mm. But you can't look him it in the eye, mainstream. Huh? I don't know. And so I thought that was uh, interesting. And then during the time, um, Antonio Brown is like walking around and he's complaining about things and he's yelling and he goes into the freezer and they were cooking fish and it was a salmon head. And he thought that this was meant that this chef was going to, you know, uh, you sleep with the fishes uh, by putting the fish head there. Yeah. Meant, hey, this so is what like I'm going to do to you. very godfather. Yeah. Yeah. Very godfather. What well, are your thoughts? You know, he, he did this thing in Florida. You know, he's from Miami. Right? So it's, it's, it's a great story that he's escaped... escaped the urban scape of Miami into this NFL lifestyle. Yeah. And the dude is uber talented, right? I mean, he can run any route. Uh, he can run a, a crossing route, an in route, an, a go route. He's super fast, great hands. But that doesn't, you know... He's going to do a get out of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't give you, like... Uh, a, a free card to do whatever you want. So, like, he's in Miami, he's in Florida, he's renting this apartment, this condo, from this guy for, like, $35,000 a month. And all of a sudden, he starts throwing furniture off the balcony. Like, over the, out, off the balcony, into this, like, area where the pool is. Uh, furniture, chairs, pads, cushions, sofas are hitting the pool water, hitting the deck. Outside the pool, there's like a little, like a 22-month-old toddler walking around who almost got hit with a piece of furniture. Wow. And the, the toddler's guardian then sued mm. him. There's a lot of lawsuits that came out of this. The owner of the condo said, you know, the police were called. Uh, he had to be restrained by his trainer. $80,000 in damage that took months to repair. So they're suing him for not only the damage, yeah. but the lost income from the months that they didn't, weren't able to use the condo. Mm. So, you know, you got all that kind of stuff going on. You're like, and it didn't seem like, but it's like, uh, do you just have so much money that you have no respect for people anymore? Well, he definitely has no respect. I think no respect is definitely one of the problems that Antonio Brown has. And money obviously can uh, contribute to this, but I think this is more a respect issue than anything. He also... Um, I mean, because he never even, he ended up not paying the caterer that you're talking about, right? He got sued for $38,000. He didn't pay the doctor. He didn't pay the caterer. It sounds like he basically has assistants that over time he stops responding to and he has an assistant contact them. And for whatever reason, this is why I'm not going to continue to pay you or continue to have um, you know, this connection. He had a, a painter who he was at this um 
drive or they were trying to get money for yeah. um, women who were raising uh, money for the young, uh, the youth. And there was a painting. He liked the painting. He outbid for the painting. And he actually had the painter come to his house to try to paint a mural of himself. Okay. At one point, while she was painting the mural of himself, it is rumored that he came downstairs uh, naked except for a towel over his uh, genital region to view the painting and have a discussion. And then within a day or so, had decided not to pay the painter and had uh, sent her on her way. But what type of person honestly pays someone to build a mural, to paint a mural of them in their own home? Well, I mean, if you've got a big enough home and... Could you have a big enough helmet to fit his head? (laughs) That's a good question because, you know, he just had all these issues with his helmet. Uh, that every other NFL player is wearing. Every other NFL player is wearing. I want to give a shout out to Hard Knocks. I love the TV show. It is... Uh, Who'd they have this year? Well, narrated the Raiders and Antonio Brown. Oh, they did have the Raiders. Yes, and I will tell you. You know what he is not? is likable. There's something about you meet someone whether or not, you know... You don't have to be intelligent. You don't have to be funny. But you can be likable. Yeah. And he... Um, Shore was not likable. Not likable at all. He also had the episode, he also had the time where he was out because his feet were frostbitten and he's tweeting pictures of his feet. Frostbite? Yeah, from cryotherapy. On your feet? Yeah, he missed a ton of uh, time in, uh, in um, the preseason. I mean, that's crazy. And it was not a good picture. It reminds me, it made me think of like Olaf and Summer. And you know, when he's like, when he's like oblivious to the fact that he's a... Uh, that he's a snowman. Yeah. And and he's starting to sing about summer and he's like, Oh, summer. I love summer and all things warm and hugs. And he's like, I believe in the birds and the bees. And he starts singing this song about in summer. Well, I mean, I, I love that. Yeah, except I for love the fact Josh that Gatt. Antonio Brown was in L.A. and his feet were in cryo, were in freezing ice, and that's why they got frostbitten. It's kind of like the reverse. Well, he wore the wrong footwear, apparently. It was from the treatments he was getting to try to treat his feet afterwards. Yeah, yeah, but they say you get you wear this certain footwear, and he wore the wrong footwear, yeah. you know, because he was probably narcissistic and not. Oh, did I just diagnose him? Is that that's not an official diagnosis, right? Um, it is. It is a diagnosis. Yes, and so is he depressed? Is he anxious? You know, people immediately go to bipolar disorder. What's going on? Well, he's obviously acting out. And so I actually think what he has is a personality disorder. The personality disorder is traits that are so inflexible and maladaptive across a wide range of situations that cause distress and impairment. So there are actually 10 different personality disorders in three different groupings. So cluster A... Okay. Is paranoid, schizoid, and schizotypal. Cluster B is antisocial, borderline, histrionic, narcissistic. And cluster C is avoidant, dependent, and obsessive-compulsive. Okay. Where do you fall in there? So, (laughs) (laughs) I actually think that his diagnosis, there's often comorbidities, right? There could be substance abuse, there could be anxiety, there could be depression. But I think that um, his diagnosis is narcissistic personality disorder. So we're going to talk through the issues that go along with being a narcissistic personality disorder. So first, the sense of being grandiosity. 
grandiose. That's one of my favorite words. You feel like you're better than everyone. And so as a host of a podcast and knowing that we do these things together, I realize in certain times with social media and things like that, we obviously are talking about ourselves or, you know, doing bits and we're sharing information with ourselves. And I have a bunch of like, uh, you know, buddies who are physicians and I send them videos. And sometimes I think, you know, it's like, hey, enough. And I realize I'm not the smartest physician. So part of this, as I was reading through, I'm trying to make sure that I do not have this diagnosis. Yeah. So I spent a lot of the time trying to explain like why I'm okay. And I think the issue is, um, you know, because I don't, we're probably both a little grandiose, right? Oh, we're definitely grandiose. Yeah. But it's not causing impairments in life. That's true. Right? So grandiosity, number one. The next, excessive need for admiration. I think I have a regular need for admiration. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. I'm probably regular as well. Uh, Antonio Brown obviously has this. Whenever uh, Juju Schuster-Smith was having a better year, he lashed out. I think it's Juju Smith-Schuster. You're absolutely right. Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster. Yeah, number 19. Yeah, he went to USC. That's right. Here's great at Fortnite. Is he? Yeah. Oh, but, um, here's great at fantasy. <laughs> he may be great at fantasy. But he immediately, when someone else was getting positive praise, lashed out at him. Yeah. I also know that, again, I don't have narcissistic personality disorder. I may be slightly narcissistic, but I do not have the personality disorder because I wouldn't have married the woman I married. Yeah. Because she doesn't give me this excessive need for admiration, <laughs> hey, right? Like, okay. like sometimes I'm like, "Hey, babe, uh, say something nice to me." <laughs> We're like, and like I go to work. I'm a nice guy. I- I'm sorry that I, uh, you know, don't know how to do this or that. Like, I-, I sometimes like, give me, you know, yeah, just a little something. I'm like, babe, I love you. You're this. You're this. You're that. Yeah. And I'm like, say something nice. Say something a little bit nice. And sometimes she's like, "Oh, I love the last episode." Yeah. Or you're, you didn't do an awful job putting the kids to bed tonight. Oh, I definitely put the kids to bed tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it, it didn't go well. I did an awful job, but she, she I thought it did okay. Yeah, she got home after it happened, yeah. The next thing for narcissistic personality disorder is uh, you find yourself into superficial and exploitative relationships. Like you want to be like uh, friends with... Famous people yeah. or beautiful people. So this one, I was a little worried. Ooh, I might be worried. Because yeah. my wife's so beautiful. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, at this point, we've been together so long, I don't want people to think I just married her for her beauty. Right. Baby, you're not my trophy wife. No. You just look like it. <laughs> and so that, that's one of the issues, obviously. Um, and, and the last is, and, and I think this is where the issue with Antonio Brown comes in. Yeah. Is he has lack of empathy. Oh, that's a that's a big one. Yeah, and I um, I just get the sense that he used people and his power to take advantage of them. Well, think about how many of these stories we've heard about how he got to a certain point with someone and then cut them off, right? Or had somebody else do it. You know, he didn't pay the doctor. He didn't pay the chef. Always pay your doctor. He didn't pay. You don't have to pay the, for dinner. The condo owner. He, you know. I don't want to get into the sexual assault piece, but uh, he he ended the services with his trainer, as she says, without any even understanding of, without any notification, right? So, you know, that's troubling in how we relate to people. Yeah. You know, there's a story in the Bible about King Saul. And uh, King Saul, 
was a great king and he was chosen by God and he ran the kingdom well. And then... Uh, Saul knows best. That's right. Everybody calls Saul. Better call Saul. Better call Saul. Um, and then David came along and David was known as God's man uh, many times, even though, you know, David was flawed and, and had, uh, you know, multiple extramarital relationships and... Do you feel like people refer to you as one of God's men? Uh, God's men? Oh man, I'm not that. But listen, trust me, you know what they say before... The, uh, uh, haughtiness comes before the fall. Mm. And so I don't want to be seen as that. I'd rather be seen as a, as a guy who's humble and recognizes um, that I'm thankful for everything that God has done for me. And Saul was that. And then David came along and, and he was like Saul's right-hand man. And he loved Saul because Saul loved God. And David loved God so much. And he would do these things for Saul and Saul would appoint David and he would send David out and David would run these missions and uh, command armies and kill thousands and thousands of people and do whatever it took to bring glory to the kingdom, not to himself. And it was great. And then, but the people started singing songs. You know, they were singing songs like, uh, Saul has killed his thousands and David his tens of thousands. And Saul heard that and he's like, well, they think David is greater than I am. Yeah. And he didn't recognize that as the leader, he put David in position to do that. Wow. Um, and, and then Saul had a son named Jonathan who, who David became. He starts yelling, uh, what's his name? Dallas sucks. <laughs> David sucks. <laughs> Dallas. Right. Uh, he, had a, he had a son named Jonathan who, who David was best friends with and he used Jonathan as bait to try to kill he started everything in his life from that point became this pursuit of trying to kill David and he was blinded by everything else. And it sounds a lot like what you're talking about here. There was this, this lack of, there was this, he had to be grandiose. He wanted to be bigger than anyone, everyone. He needed this admiration, right? He, um, he had this lack of empathy, even though David loved him so much. And, uh, and it was just uh, the undoing of Saul. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I think, you know, there's a lot of people that are, we live our life in our own shoes and thinking about ourselves at times. But of course we have to take time to think of others, right? And I think if you look back and go, hey, do you have friends you've known forever? Are there people you've loved forever? Are you just having relationships that are being used to use people and things like that? I think that is where the, change happens from, hey, we're a human being who's focused on ourselves in the world where each day we are living in our own skin to narcissistic personality disorder where you're taking advantage of people, right? These people are interpersonally exploitive. They're often envious of others even though they're doing well. They're arrogant or haughty. And not all are rich and famous, right? Not all people that have narcissistic personality disorder are president of the United States. I mean, at this current time, yes, that is the case, but not always. <laughs> you don't have to be orange uh, to have narcissistic personality disorder. And but just because you go to Orange Theory doesn't mean you have narcissistic <laughs> That is true. These people often believe they're special or unique. And if someone disagrees with them, they're wrong, right? You know, there yeah. are times where... Um, no room for disagreement. Yeah, yeah. And I think something I've learned more than anything is 
when you do something like this where you put yourself out there creatively is people are going to give you feedback. And, and not all of our feedback that we get is wrong. Some of it is, but a lot of it isn't. And so I, I think learning, and as a physician, I'm trying to change daily to know, hey, what do I need to do different? What do I need to do better? How do I keep myself and keep ourselves grounded and realize that our relationships, our friendships are mutual, right? I always say, you know, what can I do more, less, or better, right? Those are my three phrases that I love to use. And um, Antonio Brown, even in spite of all these things, because he was such a gifted athlete, continued to get chance after chance after chance. I mean, he, he ruined things with the Steelers, with their franchise quarterback, that I would arguably say their most loved quarterback since, you know, Terry Bradshaw. Oh, Terry Bradshaw's still the most. Uh, yeah, 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 but loved. since him, you know, he, because he was Big on. Ben was loved just as much, and in Pittsburgh, and you know, uh, AB alienated himself from that. Goes into well, Terry Bradshaw is now loved by my son because he was on the show where you dress up and you sing. What's that called? Oh, the Mass Singer. The Mass Singer. My son awesome. loves Terry Bradshaw yeah, the most. He, he also Singer. only knows Antonio Brown because he was on the Mass Singer. Oh, really? Yeah, he was the first one kicked off. Wow. So you guess he can't be that good. So he's so even kicked off there. I have a question for you. Taking away personality, if we're just talking skill, this is a game for you. Okay. Who is the most talented wide receiver in the in the NFL? Not now because he's not in the OBJ. NFL. Antonio Bryant, Antonio Odell Brown. Beckham Jr., yeah. or Julio Jones? OBJ. Okay, no you're question. going Odell Beckham Jr.? Yeah. Is there any chance he has mild narcissistic personality disorder? Probably. Yeah, I mean, how many receivers don't? Well, he seems... Well, I don't know. I mean, but he, he has seemed to be able to hone it and, like, use it in a way... Who, who, he's at least been able to... Because there were, there were times early in his career... When he was headed down this same path, well, and he's been able to curb it in a way. There's no reports of him trying to hurt people. That's true, right? I mean, he's been, you know, um, maybe difficult to but deal with. But he's been anti-team and very individual, and you know, at times. I would do. I would, so far he's seemed passionate, but yes, yes, he's been he's been difficult. Yeah, difficult. I worry at my job sometimes. I'm difficult because I want things to be great. Yeah, right. And uh, next. Who do you think actually was more difficult as like a coach, as an owner to deal with in their prime? Terrell Owens or Randy Moss? Oh, I think T.O. I agree. But Randy Moss, I think at the time, seemed to get a lot of flack for stuff that didn't seem like that big a deal to me. He did. But, you know, he talks about it now. I saw him doing a, a, a broadcast the other day and he was talking about some of his struggles in that arena. So it was good to see somebody who, I mean, a recognition of it, when you can recognize it as an issue yeah. in yourself, I think that automatically removes the, uh, the diagnosis of narcissistic from you, right? Yeah, which uh, I agree. Yeah. Having insight into what's going on. Yeah. As the doc who's been making fun of religion, I've had insight into learning about religion. And so to quote Proverbs... 1722. Come on, huh? A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Oh, nobody wants dry bones. <laughs> but, and I hope Antonio Brown, I hope he gets help. I hope all the people he's hurt more than that get help. But I do worry that if you have narcissistic personality disorder, 
the deacon, or maybe you can find religion and it can help you. Well, it's not about religion, right? I mean, religion is often confused with a personal relationship with Jesus. And I would say that I don't want you to find religion. I want you to find a personal relationship with the creator uh, through his son, because in First Peter, he says stuff. Oh my gosh, how narcissistic is it? Oh, the deacon wow. named Peter is quoting Peter in the Bible. Look at that. He says, <laughs> Close your, clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you. So, it, you know, we often talk about flipping the script and making it not about you, but about God. And, and this is a great way to say, and he says at the end, I love that. He says, he may exalt you. You don't exalt yourself, but by doing what is good under the almighty hand of God at the right time, he may exalt you. So, I like that. Yeah. You know, well, I hope God like this bonus episode. And I think the problem is with people with narcissistic personality disorder, they don't have insight and they're not taking other people's thoughts and opinions. And I just get the sense that they don't want input. Yeah, and it sounds like sometimes they've created a space where the people around them, they've minimized so much so that their words don't have the value they need to have to give them the insight required. I mean... Maybe it looks like Antonio Brown is uh, enrolled in some classes and taking a course on religion. Yeah. So. But what do you think he says when either a physician or, say, a Jesus follower approaches <laughs> right. him and tries to give him yeah. a, a, advice? What no do you think question. he says? It's like that old time round. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Can't tell me nothing. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I. No, no, it's. I'm gonna take my horse to the Patriots. They're gonna cut me. Yeah, they kept Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> right? Hey, two things you can always count on the doc is in, and the deacon speaks. Hey, make sure you check us out on Twitter at Doc Deacon. Go to our website, docandthedeacon.com. Follow us on Instagram, uh, uh, Doc and the Deacon. We have a Facebook page. We'd love to hear your feedback. And, you know, it's because of our beautiful wives that we're able to do this, because of our great producer, Tucker Butler. But it is not because we're trying to be superficial or exploit the relationships with the beautiful women we are married to. That's right. And the music is uh, provided by my boyfriend, Chai's. Uh, hopefully there'll be a great rap recap about this. Follow us on Twitter. I, I don't know that you should follow Antonio Brown on Twitter because he doesn't seem like a nice person, but he is a quite interesting follower. He's quite interesting. Hey, thanks so much. Peace. Peace. Excellent brain trust to market and brandness that's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show won't be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it Often imitated, but never duplicated So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts And now I'm coming to close it like a Raldis Chapman